You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a bitch. But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! Here are your hosts, Joe Galina, Frank Stample, and Mike Florio. Welcome back to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Frankie Cheech doing a little move, dance to the uh, 9 to 5. He's a, he's a big Dolly Parton fan. Uh, yeah. yeah he, he's seen the uh, the movie 9 to 5 over and over and over again. By the way, Stranger Things is coming back this week. I think I may have to rewatch. What was it, like an 8 or 10 uh, episode season? I just watched two episodes last night to cheer me up after the half? Yankees. What's up? How long are the episodes? They're, uh, they're like 50 minutes. Oh, okay. And yeah, so a little under an hour. Yeah, there's only eight. So, yeah, because my wife wanted to watch it, too, but Friday can't wait. Oof. That's uh, Mike Florio there with, along with me and Pete Considori producing our show. And uh, Charlie from Louisiana dialed 844-843-6879, and he's going to join us now. Charlie, are you there? Sir, can you hear me? I hear you, Charlie. How are you doing today? Okay, I had a question about a trade. Okay. Um, uh, they offered me um, Ezekiel Elliott, Brandon Marshall, Brandon Cooks, and um, Tevin Coleman for Leonard Fournette. Is that a reasonable trade or no? So it's Ezekiel Elliott, Brandon Marshall, Brandon Cooks, and Tevin Coleman. Um, if you need help, if you need some depth... Uh, if you need another wide receiver and cooks, I'm assuming you're you're the one giving up Leonard Fournette, right? Sorry, what'd you say? I'm sorry. Uh, you're giving up Leonard Fournette in this trade. Oh uh, yes, sir. I mean, I don't really need wide receivers because I already have Julio Jones, Mike Evans, and DeAndre Hopkins. Is this a keeper league? I mean, Brandon Marshall's done for the year, isn't he? Yes. Oh uh, yes, sir. I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah. But still, even still, he's getting Ezekiel Elliott. And Brandon Cooks and Tevin Coleman. That you have to do. Like I love Leonard Fournette. I think he's been awesome. Unless this is some sort of. But even if this is like a, a dynasty league, right. I'd rather have Ezekiel Elliott. He's they're, they're both extremely young. Zeke is more proven. I like. I love Leonard Fournette. It would be for me. It's extremely hard to move him. Yeah. But if you're getting a back who is equal or better than him and Brandon Cooks, who I know he's been disappointing. What if his but, suspension is held up? It is risky because of yeah, that. That you just don't know. I still like, think week I would week, do it. We don't know what the heck is happening with Elliot, right? I still think I, I. I'm of the mindset that Zeke is going to play this. Does, entire the, year. does the person that's trading with you have either McFadden or Morris on their roster? Maybe they could, uh, you know, throw him in instead. I mean, Marshall. What are you going to do with Marshall yeah, I mean, if he's out you, for the just year? Just throw Marshall out of this trade. You don't need to do that. Yeah. But I do tend to agree with Mike. I mean, getting Brandon Cooks, who's arguably still a top 15 wide receiver rest of season, and Tevin Coleman, which can maybe help you out on the bye weeks, mm-hmm. I think you got to do it. It is risky because the suspension could still be looming with Zeke, but I right. tend to agree with Mike. I think he's going to play the rest of the season. I make the trade. All right, Charlie, you got it. Guys say make the trade. Thanks for calling in, and good luck to you, buddy. All right, when we come back, we're going to preview some more games. We're going to be talking about Mikey Florio's favorite team, the Buffalo Bills. We'll be right back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Are you new to Daily Fantasy? Are you a veteran? 
Either way, you can better your chances of winning money and lots of it by going to dailyroto.com. Multiple people have become millionaires thanks to the guys at Daily Roto. Why not take advice from the experts? You can become a millionaire too. Just go to dailyroto.com to rock daily fantasy sports. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Joe Galina, Frankie Stanfield, who I like to call Cheech. <laughs> Mikey Florio's here. Hey. M- Mike, you're not wearing your Bills cap. What the heck's the story? Uh, I wore it a, a few times this week, but it's, it's, uh, it's being dry cleaned right now. I had I put on a green shirt, so I just I went with the FNTSY hat mm-hmm. today because it matches. Uh, you, you're looking dapper as always. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so your your Bills uh, home against the Buccaneers and man, man the Bills we keep on talking about their defense right uh, coming off a bye but uh, have allowed just two passing touchdowns um, and uh, on the run side too just three point six yards per carry eighty eight rushing yards per game uh, giving up fourteen point eight points per game. Not fantasy points. We're just talking points. So that's the league's best. So is there anyone here on uh, the Buccaneers that you're really confident in starting? I mean, obviously, you're going to start Mike Evans. You're going to put Doug Martin in your lineup. Uh, Jameis Winston looks like he's going to play, right? He had that uh, AC joint sprain. But let's face it. I I don't think he was looking that great to start off with when he was healthy. Yeah. I I mean, I have Jameis as a... QB2 this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not fully trusting him because, one, yeah, I know he had three straight 300-yard games. That's all we care about in fantasy, but he didn't look good in those games. Mm-hmm. His touch has been off this year. Just one touchdown against the Patriots that Thursday night game. Yep, and then now he's going up against the Bills team who, before the Bengals, they hadn't allowed a passing touchdown all season. Mm-hmm. So that that's a tough matchup right there. Plus the shoulder injury. Perhaps they try to rely on Doug Martin more. I still do have Mike Evans ranked as a wide receiver one, yeah. I mean, but I, I think you have to downgrade him just a tad this week. Like Normally he's a top, like, for receiver every single week. Mm-hmm. He could devalue him a little bit. What about Deshaun Jackson? How much do you devalue him? Deshaun Jackson, I've really debated this because mm-hmm. he's been heavily targeted. At, uh, Humphreys as well. Like These guys are getting their, their work in. I have currently have Djax as a low-end wide receiver too. Mm-hmm. And I think, though, that talks more about the wide receiver position this week. There's a lot of the low-end guys I'm not crazy over. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, uh, and then Humphreys is in the probably in that flex discussion wide receiver four range, but yeah, I think if you have the Bucks players, you you have to be a little bit worried going up against this Bills secondary, who you know they've really stepped up this year. Mm-hmm. It's crazy to say, but doesn't it almost feel like uh, for the receiving options of the Buccaneers that they would have been better off if they just let Fitzpatrick play this week? <laughs> like it's crazy to say, but the gunslinger mentality—he would have just been throwing it all right. over the field, and, and you know with James coming in here. Is he 100%? There's a chance that he can re-injure himself during this game as well. So I think that might have an effect on the receiving options. I I think Mike worded it very well about Deshaun Jackson this week. I don't feel good about having him as my wide receiver 24, Mm -hmm. but it's just the nature of the position this week because right behind him, uh, I have Robert Woods, Marquise Lee, John Brown, Eric Decker, Nelson Aguilar. So these are all guys that 
you either just picked up or have picked up the past couple of weeks, and I don't know that I have the confidence yet to start them over Deshaun Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, he's right, the targets have been there. So I uh, just think uh, based on the volume that he's been getting, it, it's not a great matchup either by any means. I mean, the Bills' defense has played well. Uh, I, th- I just think it's the way that the position is shaping out this week. Uh, there's just a lot of lower-name guys that are with solid matchups, which mm-hmm. were waiver-wire guys, or guys that just had really tough matchups like T.Y. Hilton, right. who I have you know, low-end wide receiver three. Martavis Bryant, obviously not getting him in there. Uh, and then there's Cameron Brait, mm-hmm. who I think you have to start just based on you know him scoring touchdowns right. the past couple of weeks. Uh, but again, it, it's not a great matchup, and James is a little banged up. So mm-hmm. I have him more in that like... 10 to 12 tight end range this week. What about on the Bills side offensively, unless you wanted to Oh, add no, to I that. was going to say I'm higher mm-hmm. on Brait than Frank. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen it the last... Uh, he's had a touchdown of four share games and, and eight or more targets each of the last two weeks. I actually have him, I think, inside... Uh, I do have him inside my top five tight ends this week. Mm-hmm. What, what the, are you a little concerned as a, a Bills fan, uh, Mike, about uh, McCoy? I mean, look, he's been getting it done. Uh, he's been getting it done, but more the passing side of his game has been saving his fantasy value a little bit. Uh, uh, 3.2 yards per carry on the ground. I mean, you think that maybe uh, maybe his age is starting to catch up to him. Maybe defenses know that the Bills are going to be running the ball and keying in on him. I mean, he's, he's on pace for 80-plus catches. I don't think it has to do with him per se mm-hmm. as to why he's not running the ball as effectively. Zero touchdowns after it, 13 last year. Yeah, and, and the thing is, when they get near the goal line, they, they go with a, a potpourri of running backs mm-hmm. and it's very annoying if you own LaShawn McCoy but mm-hmm. it, a stat came, I saw a stat on Twitter earlier this week and LaShawn McCoy last year I believe it was something like 70 if not more percent of his yards came out of the shotgun last year and mm-hmm. that's not surprising because he's not a traditional run the ball at the middle type running back he's I mean his Twitter handle is cut on a dime that's what he does mm-hmm. man he cuts better than almost every running back in the league except for like Le'Veon Bell like mm-hmm. that's who this guy is this year, though, they've only used him about, I believe it's 19% of the time out of shotgun, something around that. I don't have the exact number in front of me, but it's around that range. So they're not using him the correct way. I'm hopeful that maybe in the after the bye, they're going to start to change him up. I don't have any reason to believe that, mm-hmm. but maybe that could be tied to it. But I don't think if you own LaShawn McCoy, it, it's not. I know it sucks because all we care about is the end result. Right. It's not necessarily on him. It's been how they've been using him, but the receiving... Yards, the receptions, they're all going to be there. And I think he's going to do a great deal of that this week because uh, we we know how poorly the Bucks have been against wide receivers. The Bills aren't your traditional team. I think we can see a lot of damage done in the passing game, but it's going to be Nick O'Leary and uh, LaShawn McCoy for a lot of that coming out of the passing game. Nick O'Leary. <laughs> Nick O'Leary. Yeah, I kind of he's got a little bit of a lower body injury, but it looks like he's going to play. I'm kind of high on him as well because, uh, I mean, Taylor was really uh, focused on using Charles Clay, right? That was his like number one target. I mean, Jordan Matthews got into full pack practice on Friday, so looks like he's going to probably be a. Uh, is it a game time decision, or do you think he's going to play? I think he's going to play, but I, I mean. I don't expect a whole ton of him. I love mm-hmm. the matchup. I think if you're desperation for a flex option, given the wide receiver position mm-hmm. this, year, this week, I'm okay with that. But Nick O'Leary, when Charles Clay went down against the Bengals, Charles Clay looked like he was going to have a big game. O'Leary went 5 for 54, catching mm-hmm. 5 of those 6 targets before he got banged up himself and, right. and exited early from that game. I think they're going to use Nick O'Leary as Charles Clay light. He's not as explosive as Charles Clay, mm-hmm. but he gets open. 
He has good hands. And when the Bills get in the red zone, if they're throwing the ball, it's to the tight end. So I think Nick O'Leary could catch a touchdown this week, could do something like, you know, five for 60 and a touchdown or whatever, and that puts him right in there as a tight end one. Okay, let's move on to the Jags-Colts. Jags at Colts. Uh, looks like to me, Andrew Luck is done for the year. I don't know, there was uh, information out that he had a little bit of a setback this year. but Drop uh, him. Yeah, right? I, I kind of agree with you. And uh, uh, But just in terms of uh, the Jaguars, 63%. Uh, passing plays last season, just 48% this season. I mean, we've covered where uh, the uh, Jags just want to keep the ball out of Blake Bortles' hands, and I don't blame them. Uh, but just, I mean, I know they're throwing the ball a little bit less, but just keep in mind, D.D. Westbrook, uh, he had a big preseason, could be back for Week 9. So if you're looking for you know a little help with the wide receiver position, uh, like I said, I know that the Jags aren't passing as much as they have in the past, but keep him in mind. Leonard Fournette, of course, rookie running back sensation, scored a touchdown in every single game, ankle injury. It looked worse than it was because supposedly the Jags said, he could have came back into that game. Didn't practice at all this week, which I don't like. Uh, but uh, I mean, do you guys start him? Do you you know just monitor it up until game time? I mean, that, that if he doesn't start, obviously Chris Ivory uh, gets a little boost. Forty-one percent owned in CBS Sports Fantasy Leagues. Yeah, if he plays, you have to use him. But I've already devalued him a little bit this week uh, because I am, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. I'm worried when a guy does not practice at the all. entire yeah. week and then just goes into a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have to. Imagine he's probably not going to get the same workload he's been go been getting. Mm-hmm. Probably not going to get the twenty five to thirty touches. But right. if he goes, I think he's still pretty much a lock to get fifteen to twenty touches, uh, and that still makes him a low end RB one for me. If he doesn't go, uh, we're looking at a lot of Chris Ivory usage because this team is smash mouth football. Mm-hmm. That's they said they were going to do that this year, and that's exactly what they've done. So if uh, Leonard Fournette can't go, Chris Ivory slides in as a top twenty four running back right. for me. I agree. Yeah. I don't have him devalued as much as Frank does. I believe I have him at six at wide receiver. I'm um, sorry, running back. But yeah, if he was to sit, Chris Ivory is a is a must start. Not a must start, but a very usable option this week. Back to the Colts. Do you drop Dante Moncrief now that we think that Luck might be done for the year? I mean, you can't drop T.Y. T- Hilton. You can't trade him. I, mean, I was looking at the Colts' uh, uh, schedule. Terrible, right? Oh, a 14, 15, and 16. You know, your, your fantasy playoffs, Bills, Broncos, Ravens. Uh, but just overall. They Even play before the, then. Yeah, that's ja- terrible. They play the Jags twice. They got the Texans, Steelers, <laughs> great against the pass. Bills, Broncos, Ravens. Uh, you know, I mean, what do you do with Moncrief? I had him in the Flex League. I dropped him this week. Mm-hmm. I finally got sick of a guy that I was stashing on my bench that I never once Did considered using. Did you give him a using. stern talking to? Because you got no. sick of what he was <laughs> No. Tired but of your nonsense, man. You're I gone. never once considered using him. And, Joey, I'm with you now. I don't think we see Andrew Luck this yeah. year because another setback, he's not practicing. And this is a team that is, I think they're going to fall out of it quickly, given the schedule, like you guys said. Mm-hmm. Why risk injury with him? Let him take the whole year off, come back next year stronger than ever. Gotcha. I'm with you, buddy. I'm with you. Come back. More Week 7 previews. Titans, Browns, Cowboys, 49ers. Try to get to the Steelers, Bengals as well. On the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend. Fantasy Update. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. So it really gets you charged up, doesn't it? It just feels like you know, you're entering something important, no? Yeah, this is very important. It's weekend <laughs> fantasy update. Right. Hey, it is important. you got to get your lineup set up. Week 7. Joe Galena here with Mike Florio and that negative guy you heard over there. Sarcastic guy was Frankie Chicken. Negative Nancy over here. <laughs> Debbie Downer. <laughs> You know, I'm going to continue to be a Debbie Downer right now. Uh-oh. Some... I have to announce that uh, a player this week is coming down with, with the fever. Coming down with the cat scratch fever, <laughs> Joe Galina. So this week, I was talking about how I want the Jaguars secondary to have a nickname. Uh-huh. The way that the Broncos have no fly zone. Right, right. The Seahawks have uh, the Legion of Boom. Uh, and I proposed to Michael <laughs> Florio and Greg Sussman that, you know, something cat-related. Right, right. Because they're the Jaguars. So I said... Cat Scratch Fever mm-hmm. or Thundercats. And well, you can say maybe the Colts will be catnipped. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they laughed at me. Right. They laughed at me, Joe. As so, they should have. Whatever. Yeah. I like but it. But T.Y. Hilton is coming down at the Fever this week. I mean, the Jaguars have allowed one touchdown to wide receivers so far this year and allowing the fourth fewest fantasy points. So if you could avoid T.Y. Hilton, <laughs> I would try at all costs. Uh, that's the thing. And we were talking about before, what the heck do you do with this guy? I mean, he's basically going to be... On your bench for most of, the, of his matchups because we talked about how tough they are. It's boomer bust wide yeah. receiver three. That's mm-hmm. really all. We, we know that he still has the explosiveness oh, to yeah. make big plays. We've seen it already this season I mean, yeah. uh, with Jacoby Brissett, like even at the ago, quarterback. Uh, was it last week or the week before? Two weeks, two weeks ago. Yeah, yards. Uh, so receiving. we know what his upside can be. That's right. why I think you still kind of have to have him as a low end wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be a lot of games that make you very frustrated with him. Yeah. And, you know, I think we could all learn a lesson in terms of fantasy, right? Look, you know, with, with the Andrew Luck situation, even with the Ezekiel Elliott, you know, situation, if there's any controversy, any questions, there's enough that you're going to be dealing with year-round with injuries and, and running back by committees and everything else that you have to put, you know, go through. Why put yourself through a situation where, like, week to week, you don't know what the heck is going to happen with Elliott. He could, the season could end at any time. And then, then you have to decide... Which of his two backups are you going to ro- you know you're going to roster what three Cowboys yeah. three I mean, it's crazy and then it's luck, a headache you know man. luck was, was another headache it, I'll, I'll say this though to me it you know, all depends on the cost like yeah if you still had to use a first round pick on T Y Hilton or Ezekiel Elliott mm-hmm. yeah they wouldn't be worth it but some people but, yeah some people were taking uh, Elliott in the first round and second round yeah I mean and I know it's a super flex so everything gets changed a little yeah. bit but I got him in the fourth round there. Mm-hmm. And I'm loving my team because of it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know it's it could all go up in flames. He could get the six-game suspension. Mm-hmm. I seem to think, I'm under the belief he's going to play this year, but maybe if he gets suspended, I believe it's going to get reduced. So, yeah, it is a headache. I do own Alfred Morris. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately didn't get DMC. I'm hoping the guy who picked him up right. drops him so I can add him. Yeah, it's annoying using three spots, but... And then we can't figure out who really is his handcuff, because, I mean, DMC, uh, Darren yeah. McFadden, has been a healthy scratch all year. And, that, you know, people are trying to say, hey, well, you know, they were just holding on to him just in case. They didn't want him to get hurt if he's going to actually be Elliott's backup. But that doesn't really make sense the, to me. The risk know. has to always has to be low uh, to a point where the reward outweighs yeah. it. 
to take a chance yeah. like this. Like where if you were doing it early on in draft seasons when we thought Andrew Luck could be back, mm-hmm. your team probably is not in a good place right now. Right. But if it ever gets to a point where it's low enough and it's like a low risk, high reward type pick, that's when I'm okay making a, a choice like that. Mm-hmm. I think we should have seen this coming with DeMarco Murray too. I think he kind of fits in there just because was dealing with the injury in the preseason, so we knew coming in that he injury, really yes. didn't have much of a preseason mm-hmm. and not only was he injured, but he was—he ha- had to fight off Derrick Henry for mm-hmm. touches as well. So I think that's another situation to learn from moving forward. I mean, yeah. he was a borderline first-round pick, too, yes. right there at, at the back end. And, you know, to this point, he's let a lot of people down. Yeah. And speaking of him, we're talking Titans-Browns, not Titans at Browns, right? So uh, Mike Malarkey, head coach for the Titans, saying that he's the team's go-to fourth down back. Derrick Henry is. Fourth <laughs> quarter. Fourth quarter, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, fourth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, I, I'm happy you guys brought this up. I have a quote from Mr. DeMarco Murray himself. Oh, okay. And I, I want to read it because I read it, and to me, I'm of the mindset he is not going to play this week. Mm-hmm. And this is the quote. If it's something I can play through and fight through, I'm going to try and do that and worry about the aftermath when it's done, no matter what the repercussions may be. Wow. These are the kind of things you usually don't play on, mm-hmm. so we'll see. I have to do an extended workout to the pro- uh, prior to the game and see how I feel. So he's basically telling you he's not playing. That's what well, I read it I'm as. I'm surprised he didn't add that last part. I don't really give a damn about your fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> to me, I, I read the first half of the call and was like, that's extremely reckless. They're mm-hmm. on by next week. They right. have a backup in Derrick Henry that is Perfectly serviceable. Right. Get yourself right. The reason DeMarco Murray, he called it this season frustrating mm-hmm. earlier in the story. The reason it's frustrating and the reason you're not having any success is because his hamstring injury has been lingering since August. Yeah. Give yourself the necessary time. Even if you have to take the week after the buy off, right. then that's three weeks of you resting that. Don't practice at all. Get yourself right. Do what it takes to get yourself right. But. If he's going to continue to play on it, mm-hmm. as a DeMarco Murray owner, you're going to continue to suffer because he'll have some big games. He'll yes. have some games like last week. He had where that 75-yard, we were talking about at the break, the 75-yard touchdown run against the Seahawks. Without that, I think he's got a 3.55-yard per carry for the season. Yeah, that's not so good. Saying, yeah. not <laughs> that's not what you expect out of DeMarco no. Murray. He has 313 rushing yards in six games. That's not what you expected out of him. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, to me, I don't think he's going to play. I've already bumped Derrick Henry up. I have him currently as like around RB16. Yeah. I may even move him higher if... He might have a big game against the Browns. Yeah, against the Browns. The Browns I think Although gonna, the Browns, though, they, they're actually pretty good against the run. They have so, been, but yeah. I, I could see the Titans, we know they're going to run the ball. They're mm-hmm. going to run the ball a ton, especially if they get up on uh, the Browns, which is possible with Kaiser at quarterback because he turns the ball over a ton. So mm-hmm. I'm expecting, if especially if Murray sits a huge week out of uh, Henry... And DeMarco Murray right now, if even if he plays, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be limited at best. So the Browns give up three yards per carry and uh, an average of 84 yards on the ground per game. So it's not going to be that easy for Henry, but just yeah. he'll, he'll have volume probably. Three yards per carry, that's the best in the NFL. That's yeah, with, tied with the Denver Broncos. Yeah, yeah. So when you said RB sixteen right now, my eyes lit up because I I think it's I think it's quite aggressive. I, I agree that he's still he if Demarco Murray doesn't play, he's a low end RB two just based on volume. Mm-hmm. But it's not a good matchup, man. No. These are not the Cleveland Browns of old, and right. they they got they have Jamie Collins back well, now. Well, they're, they're bringing back Kaiser, so. Yeah, that, that's old. Well, well, their defense, their defense is not the Browns of old. But yeah, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. Um, I don't think there's much to like yeah, on the Browns' they, offense at nice. all. Yeah, I mean, that, but their yeah. defense is playing very well. Right. So I mean, I think it's 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 kind of bold to move them up that high. But mm-hmm. if Demarco Murray is out, I mean. 
you're likely going to want to get Derrick Henry in your lineup. I still like Mariota, though. I, you know, yeah, I do too. The Browns' defense overall is a little bit better. But I like the receiving options yeah. mm-hmm. because uh, Jason McCourty has played very well, but he's a little bit banged up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but opposite him, um, I know that... I, Aside from McCourty, they have given up big plays in the secondary. So I think Rashard Matthews, top twenty-four yeah. wide receiver, and Eric Decker, Decker top thirty-six broke out last, uh, wide receiver so three. Pay attention to Delaney Walker mm-hmm. whether he plays small too, because this is a great matchup mm-hmm. for whoever the the Titans tight end is going to be. If he can't go, it's going to be John U. Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've already said that if Delaney Walker does not play, mm-hmm. I'd use John U. Smith over a guy like a Jordan Reed because yeah. I'm just completely out on Jordan Reed. I'd, I'd have had John U. Smith as a, a top 15 tight end if mm-hmm. Delaney Walker's out. And the Browns side, you just basically Duke Johnson and maybe Crowell. I mean, if, if I don't if you, like, like, I would use Derrick maybe. Henry over both of those guys. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to Derek, me, Duke Henry, nothing better than a flex. But I do like the fact that Deshaun Kaiser is getting back in there quarterback because his targets were higher when Deshaun Kaiser was the quarterback. Right. I'm just saying, for Derrick Henry, he had 20 touches last game. Mm-hmm. It was a game where they were winning against the Colts, and I think that's the recipe for success with the Titans. Mm-hmm. They're going to jump out on an early lead. I know it's not the best matchup, but if you're going to give me... 20, like with Henry, with if Murray sits, if he's going to see twenty five mm. plus carry uh, touches, I I want all in on that. And they probably don't need Demarco Murray either to beat the Browns. They don't. Like we've been talking up the Browns defense, but look, they're winless for a reason, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. like they probably don't even need Demarco Murray to play in this game in order to compete and win. Right. Let's move over to the Cowboys Forty Niners. It's a four oh five start, right? Uh, so we talked a little bit about uh, Zeke. Uh, he's obviously going to play. I think Des Bryant has an opportunity for uh, a big game. Uh, touchdowns in three of his last four games. Good matchup. Um, Dak Prescott, I think he could also have a big game. Uh, quarterbacks have thrown an average of 334 passing yards per game over the past three weeks against the 49ers. Is that right? good? I think it's a yeah, pretty decent, right? Sounds all right. <laughs> Cowboys uh, throwing a lot more... Uh, Percentage of pass plays this season, right? Fifty-eight percent this season, fifty-one percent last season. Uh, Prescott kind of continuing what he did last year, also getting getting it done on the ground, twenty-five yards uh, on the ground on average. Uh, C.J. Beathard is going to come in and and get the start. Looks like the rest of the season for the Forty Niners. Uh, what are we thinking about there? Obviously, you're getting Dez in. Mm-hmm. Um, very high on him this week. Forty ers secondary has struggled. Still we ha- very young. We also have to talk about Carlos Hyde, right? I mean, he was. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know, the, he would have been a guy that I was trying to sell after last week mm-hmm. because on a f- efficiency basis, yards per carry, he mm-hmm. was god awful. Right. But people see the two touchdowns and they might still be excited about Carlos Hyde. He mm-hmm. was a guy that I would I would still try to sell. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do not have a lot of confidence in Carlos Hyde moving forward. With that being said. It's still a decent matchup this week against the Cowboys, so he is a solid RB2. If he has another good game or even solid game, I'm looking to sell. But do you leave the hype from the 49ers coach, uh, Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan, that look, you know, could be Breida? I mean, or if healthy, is Hyde going to be, in my opinion, Hyde's going to be the primary back? It's going to be a frustrating situation because yeah. I, I could see games where. I mean, if his head isn't in it, he's a head case, Carlos mm-hmm. Hyde. It's like the guy, uh, he needs to be motivated from outside factors in, or, in order to have these big games. Uh, and if you look at the 49ers, if they're not going to retain Carlos Hyde for next year, mm-hmm. and if they're thinking about the future, wouldn't it make more sense for them to see what they have in a Matt Breida, find out if he can be their lead running back of the future, if that's mm-hmm. something they want to do? I still think there's a chance that, you know, we don't see a lot of NFL trades happen, right. but... I still think there's a trade that we could see a uh, a chance that we could see a Carlos Hyde 
trade at some point. So if he has a solid game, I'm looking to sell. George Kittle, tight end for the 49ers, 17 targets past two weeks. Take a look at him. Uh, when we come back, Bengals at Steelers on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network weekend fantasy update. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update, the metaphysical uh, entry theme music, and uh, my friend Frankie Cheech is doing a little meditation as we speak. Praying for my week seven. <laughs> Pray for the Yankees tonight, baby. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Strokes. Yeah, How does it feel to watch the game, uh, Mike? And the rallying cries are thumbs down, and it was created by a Mets fan who's now going to have his own bobblehead. <laughs> that, that's amazing. If I if it was any other team, like if this roster and everything they do was any team but the Yankees, right. I'd probably be rooting for them. Yeah. They're a very likable bunch. They are very likable. But, but hey. I, they're the big hate, bombers. Hate, 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 hate. I don't hate the team. I, I hate a lot of the fans, and I hate the fact that the Yankees down not, years, not the two fans in this no, uh, no, no. booth here, the, the Yankees down years, the dark years were 84 wins. It's it's unfair. But well, who are you quoting, though? It's not like me and I'm, Joe were like, oh, God, we're going through the dark years right now. I'm old enough to remember the stump Merrill years. Uh, those were the bad. real dark years. Yes. Uh, and, you know, the, uh, the boss, uh, George Steinbrenner, always quoted saying, hey, you know, we won the most games in the 80s, but, you know, they didn't do anything else. I mean, 81, they lost to the Dodgers in the World Series. 80, I think they get, they got knocked out. They didn't make it to the World Series. but Joey's the showing his age right now. No, I read about it in a book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy. Don't so, whack me now. <laughs> I need you for the rest of the show. I don't know about what happens after this. but I got 20 minutes left. <laughs> then I'm gone. <laughs> help me. Tweet out. Help me. Uh, Bengals at Steelers. Uh, no Pac-Man Jones for the Bengals, so uh, Antonio Brown, not that you were going to sit him anyway, but you would think that he'd even have a little... It's even more yeah. appealing. Steelers' defense has been really good, too. I mean, averaging, uh, they've given up 154 passing yards per game. We talked about how good the Bills' defense is, too. Uh, but the, the Steelers are right there. I, I like what T.J. Watt has, has done for this team, too. J.J. Uh, Watt's brother. I mean, what's the name of their other... Do they have another brother, maybe? Uh AJ, I don't know. like what the third it? Manning yeah, brother yeah. Who, who didn't make it. Oh, they just have initials; they don't have first names. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Steelers have allowed the fewest fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. So mm-hmm. obviously, you're starting so ben AJ, AJ Green. Green. No, no, no. <laughs> you're starting AJ Green. No one else. Mm-hmm. I, I, him and Joe Mixon are the, the only two Bengals I'd want to play. Are we asking too much of Joe Mixon? Mixon? I mean, you know, is it even now past the point where you're going to buy low for him? I mean, with this offensive line, and what do you think? 
I'm in on Joe Mixon this week. Still, I think I, I agree. I think it's a good matchup. Uh, the Steelers' defense allowing almost 120 rushing yards per game, mm-hmm. 4.7 yards per carry, which is uh, tied for the fifth most in the NFL. That's going to help. Well, should help right. the Joe Mixon, who is actually uh, has the fourth lowest yards per carry in the NFL at mm-hmm. 2.8 yards per carry so far this season. At what point does that bad offensive line say that hey, look, this is his cap for the year until next year? Maybe they could, you know, draft a couple of. Of, of offensive line players. It certainly caps his upside. Mm-hmm. I think we've already seen term. it. Yeah. But the thing is, in the three games since Bill Lazor has taken over, he's still getting 15 touches per game. Mm-hmm. At least 15 touches in each three uh, in each one of those uh, three games. So based on the matchup, the Steelers have struggled against running backs at times this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the volume, the imp- uh, improved volume that he's seeing, mm-hmm. I, I have him as a... He's inside my top 16 or 17 this week. I just think it's a really good matchup for him coming out of the bye. Are you starting any of these two quarterbacks? I mean, Andy Dalton... That's no. a rating of just under 70 no. in his last three full games against the Steelers. Uh, we talked about the Steelers' good pass uh, defense, second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Big Ben, what the hell is going on in Pittsburgh? You know, you got uh, Martavis Bryant supposedly asking for a trade. A few weeks ago, you had Antonio Brown uh, temper tantrum on the sidelines that Big Ben had to take him on, on the side say, hey, look, we don't air out our dirty laundry for the public to see. What do you think is going on behind the scenes here? I don't know. Uh, you can't be pleased with what is going on. I mean, much like we said, Mixon and AJ Green for, are the only two Bengals I really want to trust. Mm-hmm. Bell and Brown right now are the only two Steelers I think you yeah. could start. Martavis Bryant, we've seen he's all over the place. Big Ben has looked awful. Mm-hmm. I mean, even Ju- at home, you know, we're, Juju. We're, I mean, yeah. he has the upside is there. Like I know Frank's higher on him than I am, but I, no way in hell am I even thinking about starting him mm-hmm. at this it's point. It's nice that he has the red zone targets, but it's nice just to say it on the radio. Yeah. But yeah. Do you want to start him every week? No, no neither no. tight end. I want to trust this week. Mm-hmm. It, I'm just right now. It's it's the top wide receiver and the RB, mm-hmm. and then you move on to the next game. All right, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> Seahawks Giants. Let's try to get as many games as we can here. My Giants went nuts last week. They, you know, that's a kind of game that just goes against everything that you know we we try to forecast, right? We said, hey, you know, uh, the Broncos have the best run defense. All of a sudden, Orleans Darkwell runs for uh, <laughs> over a hundred yards, right? It's just like a bizarro world continuing last week. Yeah, and I, I, we've spoke about Orleans Darkwell a lot on the BFS. Mm-hmm. I think. He should obviously be owned. I think he's in the flex discussion. But last week was a lot of game script that just worked out for him. Mm-hmm. He's not the passing downs back. He hasn't had a multi-reception game since his uh, first year in the league. And just, uh, I mean, Seattle's, you look at it. Seattle's run D has been surprisingly bad this year. Almost but they've five been, yards per carry. They've been better as yeah. of late. Okay. They've, they've really been better as of late. They started the year off shaky, but they've, they've improved. and Even in preseason. Dalvin Cook kind of uh, you know exposed them a little bit, but you're right. Okay, they've been playing a little bit better lately. Yeah, I, I'll, so you pull it up right now. The, the first few weeks it was twenty point two fantasy points, twenty two point one, twenty six point four, and then eighteen point nine and nine point nine mm-hmm. last week against the Rams. Mm-hmm. So that that's a tough uh, Rams defense. That was two weeks ago. I'm yeah. sorry. And you just I I don't want to trust Orleans Darkwood this week if I don't have to. I don't think the Giants are going to get up on the Seahawks like they did on Denver. I don't think they're going to be able to have Eli Manning just throw the ball less than twenty times. Mm-hmm. I don't think Orleans Darkwood is going to be able to carry the ball twenty one times. Right, so right. um he's in the flex discussion. Mm-hmm. He's a, if I had to trust the Giants running back, I would use him. But 
that's where it ends for me. Sterling Shepard was able to practice, maybe plays, right? It's uh, looking like he is going yeah. to play. And uh, actually has a decent matchup against Jeremy Lane playing at that slot. So uh, Evan Ingram, I think, going forward, you know, is going to be a, a must-start every week. No? I agree. Uh, Jimmy Graham, of course. Giants continue their streak, allowing touchdowns to tight ends in every game. That's right, Jeff Hireman. Who the heck is he? Yeah. Jeff Hyman. Who the heck is that guy? <laughs> uh, so, and then you have, uh, of course, the problem with uh, figuring out what's going on in the Seahawks' backfield, right? Um, <laughs> week five, Thomas Rawls, 47% of snaps. Eddie Lacy, 28% of snaps. Prosite, uh, passing down back, uh, should play this week. Is there anybody that's backfield? You can't, right? No, you can't trust anyone. Yeah. I mean, not even in the flex discussion for mm-hmm. me. It's just they all take away from each other. And I know, you know, Pete Carroll has come out and said, oh, we want to get Thomas Rawls more involved. But until we actually see it happen, we, mm-hmm. we can't really trust it. And, I mean, look, the Giants' defense played much better last week. Yeah. I, I, know, I know they were playing with a lead, uh, so Denver didn't really get to establish the run as much as they wanted to. But the Broncos' running backs combined 15 carries for 38 yards. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, credit to the Giants' defense. Uh, and, you know, we were talking about the Bengals' offensive line kind of limiting what the running backs can do for Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still the same thing for Seattle. So, uh, I can't trust any of those running backs there. I mean, to Graham, you mentioned... Uh, Top five tight end for me this week, coming off the bye. Uh, let's hope that Doug Baldwin's healthy as well. I think he's a borderline wide receiver one, high-end wide receiver two. And uh, how much we read into the Giants' offense playing a little bit better that uh, Mike Sullivan, offensive coordinator, is calling the plays? I want to see it happen again. Again, the defense played. Uh, you have to give that credit last week to the defense, turning mm-hmm. the ball, uh, forcing turnovers against mm-hmm. Denver. So they, they, the defense, the offense didn't really have to do much because mm-hmm. the defense was just shutting down Denver. And also Denver looks like they didn't want to be there last right. week. They came out extremely flat. Let's see them do it again. I think we're going to see more of what we saw the earlier weeks. Maybe Eli doesn't throw as much as he was, but I still think Eli Manning is going to have to throw the ball a decent amount for this Giants team to to compete. Where do you have Darkwell ranked among running backs this week? Because I have him in the flex discussion right outside my top 24. Uh, but I think it's very, very close between him, the Packers running backs, Buck Allen, Duke Johnson, Deion Lewis. I kind of have all of those guys in the same range. And I think they're kind of tough to rank this week. But I actually do have Orleans Darkwell ranked the highest of the bunch there mm-hmm. in standard. I, I have him 34th in PPR and 31st in standard. All right. So, I mean, you would use both Green Bay Packers guys over him? Yes. And you would use... No, I would use both in PPR over him. I have Ty Montgomery behind him in standard. What about Deion Lewis? I have Deion Lewis ahead in both. What about Buck Allen? I have Buck Allen behind him. Duke Johnson? Ahead. All right, so it's close. He's mm-hmm. in that range. He's yep. he's a twenty five in the 25 to 30 range, pretty much in standard. And then right. in PPR, uh, he just doesn't catch passes. So I would mm-hmm. honestly just avoid him totally in, in, in PPR flex if you can. All right, so the Giants played the Broncos last week. Broncos at Chargers this week. Um, Chargers giving up nine touchdowns to wide receivers. That's the second most. But uh, Broncos are going to be without Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, sprained ankle at least one week out. Demarius Thomas, he's going to play, but he was limping around with that calf injury last week. He looked like the walking wounded. Uh, any love uh, for uh, Benny Fowler? I was going to ask if it's crazy because yeah, two actually touchdowns first two like up against the Chargers. I do like him a lot, man. I have yeah. him inside my top thirty-six. You know, I think there's a lot of guys this week that you could just stream based on matchup. It was Kenny Stills, it was Robert Woods, Benny Fowler. Those were really the three guys that I was targeting and looking at. 
The Chargers allowing the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. They they've allowed eight at least one touchdown in mm-hmm. every single game to a wide receiver so far this year. And they've allowed multiple touchdowns on three different occasions. Like you mentioned, mm-hmm. he had two touchdowns in week one yeah. against the Chargers. And that's when they still had uh, Verrett. Right. And now they don't have him. Right. So, I mean, based on the opportunity with Emmanuel Sanders out, he's inside my top 36 at wide receiver. Keenan Allen fell on a shoulder Thursday. Chargers wide receiver didn't practice Friday. Keep an eye on that. We'll be back with more Week 7 updates and previews on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network is your free fantasy source 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. You can catch this show and many others live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app, iHeartRadio, or TuneIn Radio. Want to listen on your computer at work? Go to FNTSY.com slash radio or check us out on YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page where you can ask questions, discuss topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your questions on the air. The number is 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 days a year fantasy sports network of its kind without a subscription. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your fantasy source. And we're back on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Weekend Fantasy Update. Little Miami 2017. Pete Contadori producing our show. I'm Joe Galina. He's Frankie Cheech Stanfield. He's boogieing on down. Michael F. Florio wearing his white and green Fantasy Sports Radio Network hat looking dapper. And I just want to remind you that you should head over to rotoexperts.com slash DKMS where you could help against the fight of uh, against uh, blood cancer. And uh, give you an opportunity to uh, make a donation, learn about the fight against uh, blood cancer. You could become a uh, blood marrow donor. So if you're ever looking for a way to uh, help out uh, against uh this insidious disease, just go to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS. And at the bottom of that page, there's a link to a free DFS game uh, at uh, Fantasy Draft, and it'll take you right there. You could uh, put a free entry in, and um, the winner of each week will be entered into a Week 17 contest where you could actually win two tickets to travel to Minnesota to see the Super Bowl live and in person. So head over to rotoexperts.com forward slash DKMS. So uh, we've gone through a lot of games, and uh, the Sunday night matchup has the Falcons at the Patriots Super Bowl rematch. Uh, Falcons have given up the sixth fewest passing yards to quarterbacks, but hey, you're still going to uh, start uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> but let me ask you, Matt Ryan's been slumping. Uh, Pats have been very uh, forgiving to quarterbacks and just passing. Their defense has been pretty bad. Let's just, no other way of putting it. But uh, Matt Ryan, is this the prescription that he needs? 
It has to be. Yeah. I mean, they're, the Patriots are allowing the most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks, and Stephon Gilmore has already been ruled out for this mm-hmm. matchup. So I said yesterday, if Matt Ryan can't do it in this game, he's a borderline drop candidate for me. Wow. Because if you're not going to do it in the best matchup mm-hmm. on paper for fantasy purposes, then when can you do it? When mm-hmm. when else can you trust Matt Ryan? I mean, right. he, he he's let you down so far this season. I mean, same thing with Julio Jones. Obviously, not to the same extent. Yeah. You're not you're not going to drop Julio Jones ever. But like, this is a matchup zero where zero touchdowns for Julio. He has to put up or shut up. That one red zone target, Mohamed Sanu, back after uh, missing week six with a hamstring. Austin Hooper. Uh, he was a hot name at the start of the season, faded away. Now, all of a sudden, uh, uptick in targets and receptions. Last two weeks, 16 targets, 12 catches. And the Patriots have given up the third most fantasy points per game to tight ends this season. I like Cooper still, but I downgraded him a bit. Now he's a borderline uh, tight end one, high end tight end two for me this week because Sanu is back. When they had Sanu and Julio Jones, Hooper was just a two-target Hooper. Just uh, That's all he was doing was getting two targets every game. Right. So... I downgraded him a bit. On Matt Ryan, though, I do agree this is has to be the game. Like I was literally going to say word for word, this has to be the week. <laughs> but I do think there is some regression, positive regression coming for him. Mm-hmm. His uh, touchdown percentage is so low right now. It's well below what his career norm is at 4.7. It sits at 3.5. Last year was 7.1, half of what it was last year so far this year. But I will say, I spoke about it yesterday on BFFs. They're not throwing the ball on the red zone because they're running it. Uh, with Freeman when they get in there. He's had 14 red zone carries, mm-hmm. turned five into touchdowns. That's pretty damn efficient. Yeah, absolutely. And on the other side, uh, running the ball, Mike Gillisley trending in the wrong direction, right? Yeah, get him out of your lineup. I, I, he's barely a flex for me in a standard league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know it, it sounds crazy, but if Rex Burkhead is back, there might even be a chance that Gillisley's inactive for this game. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, man. It's the Bellatrix. He fumbled late in the first quarter. Week 6 hasn't been seen since. But uh, good luck to everyone. Enjoy Week 7. Let's go, Yanks. For Mike, for Frank, for Pete, for me, Joe Galina. We'll see you next week. Enjoy. Enjoy.